If you're looking to start a podcast, the best place to start is Anchor. It's free. The creation tools allow you to record and edit the podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Uh, You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's easy to do everything to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Dan, I, I have been hungry ever since watching this. It's, it's actually quite sad. Like, I, I, I'm not only hungry, but I wish I can get on a flight to go to get sushi. I, have, you, have you ever had this? I've been to... I, oh, I can I have myself pretty lucky. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I guess that checks. I, I've, I've certainly been I, I've been lucky in my life to have gone to Michelin star restaurants. Mm-hmm. I've been a couple I've been a couple of like, like, new drinks at one. I forget your place <laughs> Michelin star. <laughs> think about that night and wish I had gone to your place a whole lot sooner, uh, a whole lot more often anyway, not sooner, but a whole lot more often to get those drinks. Honestly, some of the best co- like, you've made some of the best cocktails I've ever had. <laughs> Listen, this is required watching where we watch the essential films from the list of cinematic influencers. And look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. My name is Trey Epps. I am Danny Taverner. And uh, we're talking about the 2011 hit, question mark, uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi, directed by David Gelb, starring Jiri Uno, Jiro Uno, and his sons, and his family, etc. It's a documentary about an 85-year-old sushi master, Jiro Uno and his renowned Tokyo restaurant, and his relationship with his son, an eventual heir, Yashikozo. Yashi, Yashi, Kazu, Kazu, whatever. I'm saying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Damn, yeah, it, this this movie certainly, I think you picked this, but I think this movie certainly just made me have, I think what we're all feeling right now in 2021, which is like, my God, I cannot wait to go to a restaurant. I can't wait to even sit like with... In, in a small restaurant, arm in arm with somebody, and fucking do the damn thing. Well, also a restaurant like that where it's only ten seats, you don't have to worry about a bunch of other people. Which, absolutely, I, I, absolutely. I, I, I I'm with show. it. I don't even care. I, I don't even care if I have to sit like just directly across from someone. As long as I, I can feel as secure as I did before the pandemic. I'll stand uh, in way. terms of like safety. I will say. I will say. <laughs> Just to get me out. Just to get me out. Yeah, you you pick this film. This is one of those movies that's always like the having worked in the service industry. This is a movie that I've lied about seeing so many times, and having seen it, I'm like, oh, okay, it's definitely one of the best food documentaries I've seen. So it comes up often. Like people reference it, and not only talking about sushi, just talking about like perfecting your craft people bring it up oh my gosh i'm so happy you don't have to lie i think i think in terms of in terms of like um sorry in ter- yes absolutely in terms of like food documentaries but in, certainly in terms of what you're talking about in terms of following your passion and actually committing to something i think the japanese have some like have that over us in just asians in in general it's complete generalization which may be a stereotype but i do think that there's something about the way the japanese are, are 
I guess maybe their history of committing to things and sticking mm. with it, which is really powerful. I mean, you like I think one person can say that Jiro's life and the, the the lives of his sons are, you know, not great. Like not like not good. Like I think I think in a very Western point of view, we'd be like, no, no, no. But like, do the thing that you want to do. If you want to drive fast cars, son number two or whatever you are, mm. like go, like go ahead and do that. Meanwhile, I think the the discipline and the and the, I guess, I guess the encouragement to follow a path and stick with it is something that, honestly, I thought was inspiring. Yeah, there's a lot of sacrifice of like personal enjoyment for 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 <laughs> like the greater good of your life. In this, and I guess in this example specifically, do you think do you think that is good or do you think that's bad? I think I'm like the polar opposite, so I'm gonna say it's good stuff to the detriment of my. <laughs> I mean, you know what? You know, I, I've said this. I said this for quite a long time. Like, like we are creative people, and I think, like for me, I've only done creative things. But like getting on, getting on that path of a creative career is very difficult, mm. and not because of limited opportunity, but just because of, you know when you go for a job and you are a production assistant, you are a production assistant who's essentially doing the job of a producer in some situations. Like, like there is no, there is no black and white line. So therefore you are, especially when you live in New York, you have to fight for what you want and what you want. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I just think, I, 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 I think lines get murky and what I've, in my adult life, I was always like, man, I wish I could just be a fucking accountant. I wish I could just be a doctor. I wish I could just do this career that had a very linear path that I knew exactly what the next step would be. I knew that I would, you know, be a partner at a law firm or like whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and it, in life, be that simple where I just don't have to think about it. And then the most challenging thing is like doing the job day to day. Also, something that you could only, something that you only have to do one thing. Right. There's a lot involved in the sushi making, but it's he's making sushi. That's it. Like, like you said, a, a PA yeah. doing a producer's job, and then helping here and helping. You have to be like a jack of all trades, right? A master of none. But he is the opposite of that. It's like just sushi. It's just, and, and, and even even so much so that he's a restaurateur who's like, no, 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 we don't serve desserts, or I don't know if they serve desserts. Uh, well, they have melon, so. <laughs> but it's like, you know, like our menu's fixed. We don't have appetizers. You're just getting one thing here, and that is sushi. And I think I think we I think in the last few years we've as a as a casual dining culture, at least in in America, and I, I know this has traveled. It's been like the cool and hip happening thing to have three things on the menu like okay shake shack does three burgers but, you know i think now they have like what five like not even five burgers like five burgers including yeah. the chicken burger and the, the veggie burger or whatever it is but it's like we're doing one thing and that's it burgers and that's it give you a opposite of that would be cheesecake factory <laughs> literally any diner any di- <laughs> cheesecake factory menu yeah 300 pages <laughs> I listen. I've only been to the Cheesecake Factory maybe like less than a handful of times, but the the two things that I knew straight off the bat was I am going to gain weight tonight, and I am going to have zero dollars left in my wallet. I remember for getting sure. a burger from Shake Shack, and it was bigger than the plate, which was already a big plate. <laughs> I Shake Shack so much. I miss Shake Shack so much. The closest Shake Shack to me is two hours away, which is 
incredibly sad. Really? Thank you. Uh, sorry, I keep going down the, the rabbit hole of being hungry. But so, so this film, this film was brought to us by David Gelb, who I mentioned before, who is the, I believe, creator, if not just producer of, of Chef's Table. Oh, that makes sense. Essentially, so this guy, just to be clear, this guy has had a crazy like run as far as making content in, in terms of making a lot of different things. Like he did this, directed this movie with Olivia Wilde, but sticking to Oh my gosh, I'm really hungry. What like what he's what he's been a part of food wise. He's done like a documentary, the executive producer of Chef's Table Barbecue. I think all the Chef's Table. I think just to be super clear, but but what what I read earlier was Jiro's Dreams of Sushi was meant to be the food equivalent of Planet Earth, like a documentary about sushi and the people who make it and their different styles and techniques, etc. And then he was connected with Jiro who. I guess blew him away so much that you know just focused in on him, and I believe it said that it all took a month to make. Like so, there was some shooting that was done in the month, and then like they did some pickup shots at some point, and then it took ten months to edit. Ten months to edit, which I find really interesting because I, I don't. I, this this is a film that's ten years old, and I'm like, yo, this could easily be a special on TV. Mm. And I, 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 do, I don't know exactly what I mean by that, but you know how you know how like cinematic d- documentaries are right now. Like not all of them, but I feel like some of them just are itching to feel like narrative films. I was like, yo, this, like if, like this this is the kind of movie that will come on TV when I was younger, which I, I appreciate. I appreciate like the accessibility of it all, and it, it, it wasn't like it wasn't snobby in its in its presentation yeah i'm not surprised it took a month to shot to shoot either because it felt super tight yeah like it's just like here's this guy here's what he does we're gonna watch him and uh, no no help me understand something again i i I sometimes save my questions and i don't look them up i just i just almost like every other idiot on on planet earth i save my questions to ask somebody else instead of looking it up myself Mm -hmm. so the the guy who runs the second the second sushi spot, his, forgive me. His son? It, it's his older son, correct? No, that's his younger son. It's his younger son. The okay. older son is the one who's like taking over. Gotcha. 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 Okay. That, Which, that makes more sense. I'm to me. so it, glad it, that's not a Western thing because I would be an electrician right now because that's what my dad does. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, listen, I, I I love that they're like. Which you know, it's a lot of It seems like a tough job, and I don't like working at a <laughs> yeah, I, First of all, technical trades like that are hard to come by. Oh which yeah. Is like, I think why they're so expensive. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about legacy in this film, which I really connected with. Um, because on one hand, I was like, man, if I was really successful about with something and built it from like the ground, I want I wanted one of my successors to be. You know, an heir of mine, a family member of mine, I think I would feel the exact same way. I think I would, for lack of a better term, like kind of bully my children <laughs> into getting into the business. Well, I like that um, he talked about his younger son, like, branching off. And it was hmm. such a tough love type of situation. But you could still tell that there actually was genuine, like, he was proud of his younger son as well. But he's just like, yeah, to kick him out of the house to do it. I knew he could, so I did. <laughs> Why well, I kind of questioned it, because I was like, wait a minute. I think when they first introduced him, it was like former apprentice. It was like the title, the, the lower thirds was like former apprentice and not necessarily like Jiro's son. Well, also, everyone uh, referring to the other one as his older son. So it's like, okay, well, then there's another one. Where is he? Exactly. I was like, right, right. 
until he wants to be a super. <laughs> he wants to be a painter. <laughs> no, 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 not, not, not this guy. I was really, I was really holding my breath throughout the entire thing, trying to, uh, trying to not Google if Geo died because it, it, there, there's a whole, like this whole thing is about mortality and legacy and all of this stuff. And knowing that he's 85. I was like, oh boy, like I really, I really don't need the M card to be like, yeah, yeah. Well, I got good news, Trey. He's ninety-five. Ninety-five, ninety-five years old, still kicking, still working. I think he is still working. I don't think he's he handed over. According to, according to according to the article, he is still working. I think I think what I read was he's still working, and his son has like he his son has stepped up. Like so, they're doing it together. Well, much like more than we, I think maybe we one of the times Michelin came through. He wasn't even there. His son had cooked for them. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, he's worthy of a mission star as well. I I love that. I love that. Uh, then they do like this montage of essentially the son making all the sushi <laughs> behind the counter, working really hard. So let, let's talk about like there is no. In a lot of strange ways, this isn't about redemption. This isn't about trying to get Michelin stars. This isn't about anything other than showcasing what what could be a dynasty. Like what started out as, as Giro being one of the oldest people to receive three Michelin stars really balloons. Really like really balloons. Like I, I think we I think we know Giro and the restaurant because of this award. But he's held this level of standard long before the cameras came around but long before awards came around like he has exclusive vendors can you imagine can you imagine in new york right now being and i'm sure it happens but i don't think it happens to this kind of scrutiny of you know being a pretty standard restaurant relatively unrecognized i mean i, I don't know what other kinds of awards he has so i can't say that for certain but being like, yo, I'm only gonna work with a burger shop. I'm only gonna work with this farmer who does the beef. Who oh, he only has one oh, yeah. job, and that's beef. That's crazy. I mean, I was thinking about like equating it to actually filmmaking, and imagine going to. Uh, I mean, it's like the same as going to a camera place that only does a specific brand or a specific type of lens or something. It's it's just it's just unheard. Of. It's just it's so unheard of. And but as you say, you're like, oh, it makes total sense because obviously exactly that's all they do <laughs> they're gonna know that very very well rather than doing like oh we do a little tuna we do a little swordfish right and i think which essentially means which essentially means there's more work to be done because mm -hmm. you have to you have to have those relationships with those vendors but then in order to do like sushi is a lot of different types of fish and, and seafood etc so you have one person for everything that you're like that's insane yeah, he's got like 12 different people and then and then to have the rice guy be like i can't even supply a, a big brand i mean hyatt is no small like mom and pop shop i can't even i can't even give the hyatt not even give the hyatt i can't even tell you what kind of rice mm -hmm. jiro is using because you will fuck it up also that rice temperature thing I don't know how yeah. many people in my life have told me that. I think just assuming that I haven't seen the movie and saying it like, did you know? <laughs> so many people. I, I feel like I've at least had 10 people tell me that before watching this movie. But seeing it, so funny. it loses all 
pretension that anyone else had telling me and i was like oh my god everything is so everything is so humble like he doesn't care about money this is why they only have 10 seats and i'm sure they're i'm sure they're uh like their the menu is quite expensive and they they can be i think but i think he's but it's all about it's 300 or something like that 300 is it is that what it is i, I listen i would eat it yeah it's i would eat it it seems worth it for every, every everything i've heard of it seems <laughs> very much worth it, it. it it's an art for him it's 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 such a it's such a again just like discipline of like i want my food to be the best and i want your experience as someone who's eating my food it's also just and I, yeah. just like i think it's the same reason people love the chef's table documentaries or any documentary that like just focuses on someone doing stuff like i know there's a series on netflix called abstract where they just profile different creatives like different designers or painters or photographers and they just watch them work and i think that that just watching someone work is equally peaceful and interesting because you're like there is a zen about it not just because he's japanese but because it's like something you've gotten so good at that it's just second nature you know you're the best like yeah you've reached the pinnacle and it's it's like watching lebron james play basketball you're like transfixed because you're like this person is so good at what they do completely well said like really well said i think yeah I, yeah i i absolutely cannot top that what do you think about so, yeah, so, sorry I was, I was trying to find find that uh find that article so he lost in is it 2019 is what i read i'm not sure exact year uh, but yeah. he ended up he ended up losing all three of his Michelin stars, and for what I think is something really funny, not because of the quality, but because it's inaccessible to the everyday person. But I'll be, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It upsets me. It definitely. It, it, I, I think the reason I'm like, oh, it makes sense. It's not so bad, is because I don't think it'll hurt his business in any way. Oh no! Not I think at, at this point, everyone knows. He is the best at what he does. Yeah. And I think also people have kind of come around on Michelin where they're starting to realize that it's a little insidery club, clubby. It's it's not yeah. the most, it shouldn't be the final say which restaurants are good or not. I think it shouldn't be. And I think no award should be. And we're recording this in February and I'm fresh off of like nominations for like Golden Globes and Chags and, and and I think I think what upsets me the most is I okay so I think there's a difference I think being snubbed by some like from something and I think I'm talking about filmmaking awards specifically being snubbed like I get it I get that someone deserves something but I think I think there's another aspect of it eyes for things and it's it's a crime it's like it's a crime because like for some people these awards don't matter if you never gave uh, Meryl Streep another award ever again in her lifetime it would not dampen anything that she did however I think I, th- I think when you when you get these new creators who have who have critical acclaim and audience love and all this stuff and people don't recognize them then it, 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 what it enforces is that 
you're telling the world that they're not shit and it it, it doesn't allow them to get other opportunities despite the fact that seemingly everyone else thinks they're good Mm. and and that just goes to your point of it won't hurt Jiro whatsoever that he doesn't have these, these stars He's already had this reputation, and these stars for the last 10 years mean absolutely fuck all. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure a, a bunch of Westerners have come over and gone directly to this to this restaurant because they, they wanted to eat there. Hell, Obama went, he went there in 2014 to get his munch on, and I'm not upset about it. But I do, I do think there are people like Michelin and, 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 and any, kind of, any kind of group of people who vote on things where... In a weird way, it becomes about the popular vote. I, 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 I actually don't know how to phrase this. I don't know how to phrase, phrase this. But again, I, th- I think there are people. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, it's I'm, more I'm, about the like general consensus than the actual thing. Right. No. 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 I, I, I know what I know. What I, I know exactly what, what I'm saying is confusing because I, I I feel like there are people who need it. People who are people who need it and deserve it. I mean, and then the people who don't need it and still deserve it. <laughs> it doesn't seem necessary to remove it. Like, I understand because it's not... Well, correct. Exactly. But there's plenty of restaurants that are hard to get. I mean, I know this one's, like, next level hard to get to get uh, reservations in. But I don't know. I've seen some New York restaurants that I've booked out for quite a while. I mean, what's the what's the 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 Italian place? Um, Italian place. I mean, it is Italian, but the place in Italy that's like the number one restaurant in the world. Like they have, and I, I don't know what constitutes as like not being available for the general public. But in order to get into any of these Michelin star places, you have to reserve like eight years in advance in order in order to even sit at a table and have a glass of water. Also, you gotta have some money. That's that right there. Also, you gotta have let, like let's talk about it being available to to everyday people. I, I, I listen. I, I I should not be harping on about awards and <laughs> and the cost Give of food. You. But I think I think you're absolutely right. It's kind of like like uh, top shelf, top notch food like this that gets all these awards. It's, it's kind of like what Broadway is, right? It's like when you make it so inaccessible for people, it puts a complete barrier to to more people liking it i think that's more of a crime than only having 10 seats because i i would i would sign i would wait to sign up like it's a fucking hamilton ticket if i knew that i can get a free mission star meal for half the price mm-hmm. and there are restaurants who do that by the way if you're ever in new york and then i'm talking to you and everyone else have lunch at jean george it's one of my favorite lunch places it's a mission star place i believe and I think it's sixty or seventy dollars for for lunch, and you, you like I I ate I ate lunch at like one o'clock, and I didn't have anything else the rest of the day. So like oh, in terms of like qu- qu- quantity of food, it was incredible and the best amount of money that I've spent on. Food. Well, that's not true. Uh, it's not true because I've gone to other places, but like that like 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 a dinner there would be like three hundred dollars. If that, I, I, I don't know what the price is, but. I just learned that uh, just came and went. I didn't realize because I've been stuck inside. <laughs> that's really sad. Actually. But restaurant week, oh man, um, that's such a time to check out all these places for cheap. Has to be a lot. Listen, I restaurant week comes. Restaurant week is like two, two, three weeks, and it's two <laughs> times a year. It's incredible. 
it's honestly incredible. And like that, but like we're we're really lucky being in New York and being able to do those things. But I don't know, like that doesn't happen anywhere. Also, I've always wanted to go to Michael Michael Jordan's Steakhouse during my restaurant week for some reason, and I never have. Wait, where is uh, Grand Central Station? <laughs> no, permanently. Oh gosh, oh, I'm so hungry. Let me just look at my notes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not an unpopular place. It's uh, yeah, yeah. He, he needs some more money in his uh, in his cap. I have no more notes. What, what else do you got for me? Oh, I love the description of umami that I think his son gave. Go on. He said, "Umami is after you eat. It's the feeling of going into a, slipping into a warm bath. So that's what umami tastes like." I I've tried to explain to people umami, and then I actually gave up. I I I, I gave up because I was like, no one cares about what I'm saying. I'm gonna do that. Just say that from now on. It's like it's it's the after you eat. Yeah, it's like a warm it's a warm bath. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, hungry. Exactly. Yeah, I got I got no more notes. Sweet. So let's sh- like, shall we? Shall we? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I think this is one of the best food documentaries I've ever watched. I feel like it paved the way for what we expect from food documentaries now. I mean, it, because the same guy created the show that we all associate with food documentaries. But I think also outside of that, from a, like I said earlier, from watching someone be the best at what they do, I think it's required as inspiration or just as like, hey, this is what happens when you focus on only one thing. When, yeah. you, when you just try to perfect Absolutely. your craft. Yeah, definitely required. Trey? Thank you for passing the baton over. So I... I, I, I absolutely think this was required. And I'll be honest, I wasn't sure which way I would go. I, I, I wasn't sure at all. I thought for a while I would say no. I thought for a while I would say yes. And th- there was no particular reason why I thought no. But something in my mind was just like, it, like it, I was just questioning, is it is it actually required watching? And I think, of course, the answer is yes. I think just like you said, you have to know about what's coming, about what came before. Like, had this been shown right now, I don't think you'd get this elicit the same kind of response. However, even watching it with fresh eyes in 2021, like you said, you see the drive in this person's eyes, a real person's, about wanting to commit everything that they possibly have through sickness and in health, like legit like a marriage, and and, and really commit their life to doing this. Mm -hmm. And not not only that, but it's it's rare that you see people who are actually willing to allow apprentices to allow like to actually want to mentor other people. And I think that is so I think I'm at the point I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, that is admirable. And that shows you someone who puts on the years and doesn't care about necessarily the financial part of it, but will take on people and say like like <laughs> Mr. Miyagi this shit and be like yeah your your one job is to do this thing mm-hmm. and perfect it that's all you have to do and these people get paid these princesses get paid to do this one thing as frustrating as it might be for them and but i read a quote like eggs time. 10 like that's wild isn't it it's wild but then when i made the eggs i was like i fuck with this so i, I read this quote last night that i highlighted just for my own personal my own personal thing to come back to but i think this i think i think this this is appropriate It reads, art, he proclaimed, is the process of actually sitting down and doing it. Not talking about doing it, 
not thinking or fantasizing about doing it, just doing it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Listen, I, I will I will shut up with that. But I, I think I think this is someone who commits their their entire life to just doing it, and that's like that's the kind of person I feel like I should be. And I think that's the inspiration that I think anyone watching this film should have in whatever it is that they're doing or want to do is that they should just do it. Hashtag Mickey. So with that, Dan, let's uh, let's wrap this bit. Listen, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you're listening to, please feel free to like and and subscribe and hit us up on all the social medias that we have. You can catch the show at Required Watch on Instagram and Twitter. And you can catch me at Trey Epps. Uh, did I change my Instagram yet? Mm-hmm. I think it's Trey.Epps. I think it's Trey.Epps. Kind of. One of them. One of them. One of the I'm one of the very few Trey Epps. Okay. Listen, it's been a it's been a hot episode, so I'm gonna pull this down with some nice sushi. I'm so hungry. Okay, listen, <laughs> bye.